woke yeah. up a little late this morning, but I'm awake. So glad you could make it. Um, and we're live, by the way. So good morning, Amber. Good good morning, Nicole. It's so uh, good so morning, good everybody in Tattoo Land. Yeah, in Tattoo Land too. Good morning, chat. Yeah, if you're so if you're in the chat, you know, let us let us know if this is working for you, and um, you know, maybe where you're watching us from. That would be that's always fun to fun to see. Um, so. Uh, Nicole was just uh, was just telling me about uh, that uh, she went to the Philadelphia convention. Yeah, um, I'm so jealous. Came back and came back inspired and has drawn all of this all this amazing uh, traditional flash we're checking out here. I'm I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna spotlight your page. So cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they look awesome. Were, they're, yeah, they are. Uh, it's very neat. So when you were laying it out, did you just like piece it together? Like this went here and that went there? Or did you did you plan out the composition of your page here at all? Um, I planned it out using Procreate. Okay. Because that's that was one of my um, struggles. Like I didn't know where to put where. Um, so yeah, I used Procreate to kind of lay things out and then just drew everything by hand. Excellent. Yeah. I think that's a nice, like, uh, you know, mixture. Mm -hmm. able to sort of go from the, go from the digital side, create mm -hmm. something physical. And, yeah. Um, there's, so there's a nice uh, rhythm to the, to the pieces. Definitely. Looks like a, looks like a lot of uh, Panthers and stuff as well. It's sort of like a, um, you know, a theme that ties everything together, which is really cool. Yeah, I found this um, picture frame from Thrift Shop that has this cool black frame, a uh, black rim or frame around it. So I wanted to do a Black Panther themed flash. Hell yeah! No, oh, very cool. Um, and so yeah, I'm like, uh, so it's, it's so awesome that you were able to get to the to the convention as well, Amber. I know you were planning on you. You didn't get to make it to the convention. I this did time. not. I, you were talking about I wound it. up with I wound up with a weekend packed full of stuff I had to take care of, so I did not get to make it. I just keep telling myself, next year I'll get there. Next year I'll get there, and there's a lot of cool. conventions between now and then <laughs> that I will get to. That's awesome. Yeah, no, uh, I I didn't make it there either, so I hear you. <laughs> I definitely understand that. A weekend full of a weekend full of stuff. For sure. So yeah. But how's the apprenticeship going? How's the how's the new shop? It is amazing. It is awesome. Is it's amazing how being in an environment that's creative, being around other creatives helps you. Yeah. Yeah. And it does not feel like work in any way, shape, or form. So oh, that's great. Even no, when I'm really packaging great. stuff out of the ultrasound machine, it does not feel like work at all. I'm just like, yay, I'm in a shop. <sighs> Are you an ultrasound tech? Um, I'm working on becoming a piercer and a tattooer. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm being trained in piercing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I definitely mm. feel you on that. 
I'm a pharmacist, so every time I'm at the shop, I have way more way more fun. That's uh, yeah, that's what an interesting sort of jump from uh, pharmacology to the world of tattooing. Um, but you're so you're uh, were there any sort of skills that were applicable? Nicole, like, you know, like things that you, things that you learned in school that you're now, now they're helping you, like, as you're getting into tattooing? Oh, I think definitely, um, like sterility or like anatomy component helps a lot. Um, and just the experience of like customer service or like patient care, bedside manner, things like that is definitely helpful. Um, I've always regretted not going to art school cause I, I do, I do love like drawing and stuff. Um, so I kind of thought about that for many years and like with the whole pandemic, I figured I should like give this side a try and then if it doesn't work out, then I can always fall back on pharmacy. Um, but thankfully like the doors opened up for tattoo side. So yeah, that's where I am just transitioning. Um, yep. Oh, good for you. Um, and I think that's, uh, uh. It's really awesome that you're, uh, I, like you were talking about, like bedside manner and, you know, sort of just caring about the, you know, the customer, client, mm -hmm. patient, yeah. whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever, whatever we're calling them. Um, yeah. We got to, we got to care about them. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, and sometimes, you know, sometimes they really do need our guidance. <laughs> um, so it's, uh, and they're also, you know, they kind of need us to, you know, um, to be able to uh, to be there for them as they're going through this journey, right? Like, you know, whether they're like in the case of case of you know pharmacology, you probably have to talk to lots of people who are they're on medication. They're you know maybe dealing with something. Mm -hmm. But tattooing, it's like it's a can be a very like extreme and painful process to go through. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, so they need you know they need us to they need our care, right? They need yeah. our concern. And I think that's like uh, that's really important. So, hey, I good morning, Spirit. From me working yeah. with special needs kids for twenty years, I found that you know all kinds of transferable skills. I had to be trained in bloodborne pathogens and first aid, so that yeah, transferred exactly. over to tattooing quite easily. Yeah. And <laughs> when I worked with a lot of juvenile delinquents. So I really had to kind of have crisis intervention skills and ways to de-escalate people and convince them that what they're going to do was their idea mm -hmm. when dealing with clients. So that transferred very well to dealing with clients and tattooing. Well, hey, I want to say good morning to to Stephen and and Spirit just showed up. It's it's great to have everybody here today. Welcome. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. So we we're a new just... person, Nicole. Hello, I love. Hello. The yeah. Uh, here, it's just it's so cool. We'll do it again. We'll spotlight it again. Yeah, check out check out Nicole's flash. It's it's uh it's very it's cool awesome. yeah thank you 
Yeah, trying to do more um, traditional pieces to get down like um, muscle memories and good lines and all that stuff. That's great. Right, we were talking about just, you know, sort of, uh, you know, briefly, like how um, a lot of this traditional, the American traditional flash was was really sort of designed with tattooing in mind. You know, like how you can, you know, like the movements of the hand and just, uh, you know, sort of uh, efficiency, let's say. <laughs> mm -hmm. Efficiency. Um, even like, uh, you know, um, something that, uh, Something, it's not that it's not how I work, but you know, this was something I was talking about with a with a colleague that you know we were discussing like you know traditional techniques and the you know the old timers as we refer to them, they would uh, they would always have the they would make the nickel gap, you know, in, their, uh, in between yeah. their, between their spring and the contact point, uh -huh. right? So it would so they could actually set the the tube as as like a depth guide. It's called, this is a technique called riding the tube. So you just sort of, you know, stretch you out and boom. <laughs> They'll nail you. God, that brings back flashbacks. Yeah, it's consistent. You know what I mean? But you really can't see what you're doing. So you have to, you know, sort of the, I, there's a beauty to it, but rudimentary, right? Sort of line and sort of, uh, you know, pattern and stuff that happens. Again, mm -hmm. it can be like, uh, but, you know, it's, um, uh anymore i really sort of tattoo with with a lot of needle exposed i like to sort of see where i'm working and um and i do a lot of building of up of lines rather than sort of single pass sort of thing that's the um i think that's really the way i was really it was the way i was taught it's sort of the it's it's a sort of a method that uh um that guy atchison you know he espouses this but i think too it's like um, you know, there's always pros and cons with any sort of approach. Um, and everybody has to figure out like what it is that, uh, you know, what it is that works for them personally, mm -hmm. um, for their tattooing practice. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it, it is good, you know, to sort of, to explore history, right. To explore all, you know, as many different techniques and approaches as you can. Mm -hmm. Um, well, let me do this, uh, let me do these announcements and, uh, and uh, uh, that way uh, we can get on with the show. So here, I'll share this now and, and boom, cool. So hopefully you're seeing uh, reinventingthetattoo.com right now. And so good morning, everyone, and uh, welcome to Guy Atchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Community where tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and the curious are all encouraged to join in these live stream and real world events. Our aim and goal is to inspire and ultimately create better art and tattoos together. We beam out nearly every single day. And with your help, we've evolved into an amazing uh, network of quality live and on-demand shows. Um, we've been receiving rave reviews and you can always find out more at reinventingthetattoo.com which is what I'm showing you right now. So um, you can also find us on all the, uh, at all the app stores, the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store. Um, you can also find us on, we have a Roku channel as well. So you can find that at reinventingthetattoo.com backslash Roku. 
Um, you can also find us on all the major podcast directories, including Apple and Spotify. But no matter where you're watching us from, uh, you can always find the latest and greatest here at reinventingthetattoo.com. Um, let's see. So we have a number of weekly stable shows. I'm showing those shows right now. So um, on Sundays at 11, or I'm sorry, it's 1, 1 p.m. on Sundays, we have uh, the Sunday Skill Building Drawing Group hosted by Jason Leeser. On Mondays at 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern, we have Drawing for Tattooers hosted by James Wisdom. That's me, and you are here. Uh, that's followed at uh, 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, the Tattoo Weekly uh, hosted by Gabe Ripley, Lauren Gregory, and Jake Meeks. At 9 p.m. Eastern, Mondays, we have the Subscribers Exclusive uh, Drawing Group, hosted by Guy Atchison, Sandy McAndrew, uh, and I think, I think maybe Bob Tyrell tonight, actually. That's, I, I believe. Wow. I, I, I don't know. I don't, uh, I'm not sure if, um, hopefully, hopefully, that was the, that was the, the, the hope that he was going to be able to make it tonight. So, so very cool. It's, it's a really cool program. Um, so, you know, consider it right consider a sign up for that it is a, it's a very cool group um nicole's in the group steven's in the group you know so it's um it's a great place to to meet other uh, like-minded artists as well so so consider that uh on tuesdays at 10 a.m uh eastern we have a tuesday feels feeling uh drawing group hosted by ricardo sturdivant uh and a very cool uh very cool segment last week uh, Ricardo was was doing a, a tattoo with Guy Atchison, um, so it was it was so cool to see that tattoo was amazing. Um, so you know, be sure to check out that episode, and then always you know it's it's always great to to catch up with the the whole gang. Um, let's see, right? So right now I'm showing, uh, this is the Reinventing 24-7 replays, right? So you can sort of check out, uh, you know, if it finishes loading ever, you can you can, <laughs> you can uh, check out some of our old stuff. It's kind of running 24 hours a day. So, you know, you could just put it on in the background and go. Um, and then here's, uh, here's our event schedule. So you can see things that are coming up. And I think on the 30th, I don't know if it's, listed there's another paint paint night with renee little so um so definitely check that out as well oh um, i plan on paint night tonight yeah do you go you go to the paint nights don't you amber yes yeah, so much fun it's renee so much is fun. awesome i really i love painting i love to i'd love to check it out so i'm uh i'm I'm very and you don't even have to be painting as long as you're creating something. That's all that needs to be happening. Yeah, well, it's a, it sounds like a really great, great uh, sort of environment. Hey, Elise, good morning. How are you? Pretty good. Good morning. Good morning. So oh. uh, we got we got Elise here with us. I'm going to finish up these announcements right now, and then we'll uh, we'll get on with it. So uh, anyway. Um, uh, we just want to uh, sort of thank our sponsors and let's scroll down here right so tattoo now tattoo now has all of the most cutting edge uh, uh upgrades and technology for all of your communication needs uh so if you really want to take your communication to the next level make sure to contact tattoo now ask for gabe 
Um, and then of course we want to thank uh, Guy Etchison um, for being the founder and the inspiration behind uh, this reinventing the tattoo community. Uh, you can learn more about Guy Etchison at guyetchison.com. Uh, as so, there you can find uh, you can find uh, original paintings, you can find prints, you can find coil machines, as well as other educational content. So um, it's a very cool site. So be sure to check out. Uh, GuyAtchison.com, ReinventingTheTattoo.com, uh, and uh, my website, uh, TattooingWisdom.com. I'm I'm always working on it, so it's uh, so <laughs> be sure to come check it out. It's uh, um, it's powered by Tattoo Now. So um, anyway, uh, I uh, I just want to say uh, thanks again, and um, let me stop sharing this. Okay, and we're back. So good morning, gang. It's so great to have everybody here today. Good morning. Happy Monday. Good morning. Monday. That's true. I never thought I'd think a Monday was happy. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that movie. Getting up at 5 a.m. and I never thought a Monday would be happy, but <laughs> I enjoy Mondays now. Yeah. I think about that movie, um, Office Space, where that guy says, uh, somebody's got a case of the Mondays. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it, it is, it can, it's your attitude about it. Right. And I, you know, um, so yeah, I, I look forward to Mondays as well, right. Getting a chance to see all of you and to, and to draw and to talk about art and stuff, tattooing. Um, it's a, it's a great space. And so I'm really, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm super grateful, um, and I'm really glad everybody could make it today. We've been catching up uh, with everybody. Elise, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. My life's boring <laughs> right now. I'm just working on portfolio stuff still. Cool. Yeah. I have taught myself how to weave, though. I taught myself how to weave yesterday on a loom. Nice. Really? Yeah. God, I haven't done that in years. I know I tried to learn when I was little because uh, some little boy grandma came in and she knew how to like make yarn from scratch, like spin her own yarn and all of that. And she had like this big weaving loom. So my mom bought me one, but it was way too complicated <laughs> for how young I was. So uh, now I've, I found it again. So I revisited it yesterday. Nice. No, that is nice yeah we were talking about last week we were talking about like other creative outlets and things like you know stuff that you do that's creative um and so i yeah i really appreciate that um i guess i uh i like to read and write philosophy and so um these are things that i find is a creative outlet you know there's kind of a you know there's kind of a you know um, I, I guess I do relate it to my art practice or, you know, the things I do for like in terms of drawing, I can't help it. I always, I always relate those things, you know? So even if I was, if I was going to work on a loom or if I was going to, you know, like, I don't know, like write a shopping list or whatever, <laughs> I'm still to think of it like, you know, sort of a, a process, uh, you know, sort of gathering the information and trying to put it together into some way that's, um, uh can be useful later right mm. Mm. so anyway these are like just the, uh oh. no go ahead go ahead no i was just gonna ask is it more like the morality of it that intrigues you or 
the reasons why people choose like organ like your grocery list organic versus conventional or <laughs> that's funny no i like that, that that is interesting it's um i guess i believe that is you know there's a bit of our ideology is sort of mixed into that right and that's the part that you don't you don't realize it <laughs> that's what makes it ideological you don't know you know it's a uh, um you know why would you you know why would you buy you know organic versus you know um, non-organic or something like that and it's it would have to do with what you believe in you know and then also like uh i think i think that spans so much of what we do maybe everything that we do it's, a, it's about your values you know and so what you value and how you um how you ascribe meaning to things so it's uh um yeah there's i think there's all kinds of uh there's all kinds of ways to think about stuff and so these are the these are things that interest me and that's why i also like to you know um i like to have these sort of spaces where we get to talk about like you know what what you what you all think what what you're interested in and how you go about doing things so these are uh i i feel like i always you know i always learn <coughs> so much um from our monday morning you know get togethers so me, are, uh, me i appreciate that no, i really do appreciate that i i hope that it is that way for all of you that you you know like you feel like you know that we're in this together we're you know we're just trying to express what we got but then also we're we're, we're taken in right we're we're getting absorbed in the process and it's kind of a um uh, there's a there's a mutual mutual benefit you know that we all Definitely. get from from being here so and then also everybody that's listening, right? Everybody, you know, if you're checking this out, if you're, this is something that you enjoy, you know, um, make sure to like and subscribe because that, that really helps us out. And then also, you know, it's, and, and join us sometime too. It, it really is, uh, it really is a pleasure, right? To, yeah. to hear new voices and hear from, hear from new people. So. Um, and liking and subscribing and commenting helps this reach more people. Yeah. yeah, it really does oh, go a long like way. Mine. It does. Yeah, that's our call to that's your call to action, right? <laughs> you <gotta laughs> that's that, that's right. how you help the algorithm. Yeah. Yeah, I learned that recently. Every time I see one of the videos, I'll, I'll make sure I press like. Sometimes I'll let them run in the background while I'm doing other stuff just to make sure they get more views so they reach more oh, people. That's good. Plus, sometimes I miss things in the conversation that are really good nuggets of information and why I'm mm. doing other stuff, it'll get in my brain and I'll be like, you know what? I didn't really think of it that way earlier. And I missed that in the conversation. I wish we mm. could do that for all conversations. <laughs> uh, seriously, I'm a yes. space cadet, boy. I'll be zoning out. It's <laughs> terrible. That's my yeah, wife. <laughs> <laughs> um well i was you know so i was on uh instagram and i saw i saw that you spirit were uh moving oh, yeah is dude. that right yeah, yeah how's that how was that oh man nice. oh, it is i love the shop that i'm working at now it is i've only been there for a weekend 
And but just my first weekend, I was like, this is it. I'm not going nowhere no time soon. And, Isn't that an um, awesome feeling? Oh, Amber, like it's one of those. I've been at the same shop, the other, this other shop for like 14 years, you know, uh -huh. and I've, I have worked at other shops and I have, you know, been around other artists. Um, but it's just really nice because like so the, the shop that I kind of came from, um, it was a street shop, you know, um, street shop and you, you, you got to hustle and you got to, you know, do do your thing. You got to really put your name out there. Uh, but the shop that I'm at now, like it's a custom shop. So they really like the shop owner really goes a really long way to make sure his artists are happy, make sure we're always having business, make sure that all artists are always talking to each other, sharing information, you know, um, and, and, and just being good people and just really care about mm -hmm. tattooing. And before, like I said, before it was mainly, it was kind of like just me, excuse me, I keep vibrating, but um, it was kind of, it was kind of just me at the shop. Um, you know, just kind of me at the old shop, but now it's like I'm I'm kind of like the lower man on the totem pole as a part as as far as skill is concerned, and I just think that's great. Um, and then the people who haven't been tattooing as long as I have, so I just think that that's just great because I'm able to because they're very um, uh, generous with their information. You know, they're they're not closed off with it. They all they all want to teach. They all want to like learn and all that good stuff. So. I'm just, I'm an open book, you know, um, when the, when the student's ready, the teacher appears and I'm, I'm ready. That's wonderful. I'm so happy for you. That's awesome. Thank you, Elise. Yeah. I know exactly how you feel. Mm -hmm. It's, it's dope. It's really dope. I, it I, makes I, you look forward to waking up in the morning, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really does. You know, um, the booth that I'm in is a, is a like the shop itself is is like really small, and so that like it's very intimate. You know what I mean? Like you know, all of our all of the co all of our coworkers were able to just see each other and just talk to each other immediately, and I can butt in your conversation. They can butt in our conversation. You know what I'm saying? So I just I just like the synergy. It's just really nice. It's, it's really nice. You know, I'm 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 excited about it. I really am. And that's kind of taking on my drawing, my my drawing uh, uh, mojo. I just been you know working on moving in and stuff like that, and I haven't really been working on my art. But um, that's how it goes sometimes. It does go that way sometimes. I think it's uh, you know, right. Nothing, nothing wrong with it. You know, like. Um, it becomes sort of this uh, uh, something you you just pick it back up, right? Mm -hmm. It falls off. You just pick it back up. It's you know. Don't feel bad about it, and just you know, uh, just continue. As soon as you are able to do so, I think that's the that has to be our outlook on it. You know what I mean? Because that's just the way things go. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It just it, it really goes that way. So uh, uh, whether it's I'm talking to myself right now too. <laughs> like whatever it is, you know, like you have a, you start getting a good habit. You start doing it. You start doing well at it, and then you know, life happens. Things get in the way. Well, uh, just pick it back up as soon as you can, right? Yeah. I think, and that, and that's probably a part of the, you know, it's, uh, it has to be a part of like, um, you know, uh, maturity. Mm -hmm. you're maturing and then it's it's how you are able to sort of deal with the setbacks and you know again i'm talking to myself <laughs> you know, yeah. 
get back on the horse. I mean, life is about to <laughs> yeah. go anywhere. Yeah. You know, things, we breathe, you know, the, the tides come in and out. There's day and night, there's cycles, you know what I mean? So we should, I think we should embrace that, that mentality as well, James. I think that's a really good, you know, outlook on it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that you're, you were able to prioritize things and get things going and get to a new space. And now, you know, like, you know, so if you're feeling like you want to draw more, draw more. I think that's the, that's what I, that's what I try to tell myself too, because I, I don't, I, you know, I'm not perfect by any means, nor do I do it exactly how I want to all the time. You know, it just doesn't mm-hmm. work out that way. Um, so, uh, so I think we can, we can all relate. We can all relate to that. I, I, yeah. so um but yeah so steven how are things with you muted <laughs> uh well i'm um just kind of sketching around on this cover-up for this evening trying to tighten that up at the moment and listening to you guys oh excellent so um in our uh in our reinventing drawing group that we're in we had a we had a, a a project, right? An assignment to sort of tackle, like covering up some old uh, some old outlines. It was kind of themed around like feathers, birds, or something like that. Um, my, I'm working on my <laughs> still working on mine. But uh, where are you at with yours, Stephen? You want to? Could you show it? Show sure. it to us real quick. Yeah, Maybe, give that'd me be awesome. And I definitely will. Um, Thank you. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> this upside down. Uh, if, if you I can believe turn, it's sideways. Uh, yeah, it's sideways. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We can see it. Yeah, so, uh, so it's like, go ahead. I want to talk. You'll let you talk about it. All right. So um, I'm just doing like a, almost like an outer space idea here with um, maybe like an angel wing thought. Uh, I had a moon located in this location, but it didn't work for the cover up. So um, I'm going to have to adjust the size of that and replace it. And I can bring up all the existing tattoos there. So. That's what we were uh, originally working with. And James, I know you're familiar with this, but, mm-hmm. you know, not, you kind of. Nice. Sandy, Sandy had made the mm-hmm. suggestion to do like the, you know, the layers of um, shapes and the feathers here. So I think that. Mm-hmm. so that's kind of where i'm at with it. yeah no very cool uh i guess i'm 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 thinking too it's like you know there's there there's actually a lot of texture that's going on and with a few you know would take a few passes but like it could i think it could very well you know work out really nicely um especially with some you know just some really well placed uh sorts of dark areas and things um so yeah, that's that's rad. Yeah, I think that does a really good job at covering it up. Thank you. 
Yeah, I try to uh, incorporate as much outer space and cover-ups as possible, generally. Mm -hmm. People are open to it anyway, so. Beautiful. There's, it is beautiful. There is all, it almost always happens, though. Like, you know, even the, like, you're going to have a cover-up. There's going to be a little bit that <laughs> shows through. It just, I don't think, you know, it's almost like, it's almost like you can't get away from it. Um well, you just tell uh, people if they're looking that close, you got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why are yeah. you that close to my tattoo? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. Um, you know, I love people who just come up and touch my tattoos. Oh, oh that's well, awesome. No. I'm like, this is I my know. body. I get that I have great <laughs> art, but would you walk into the Louvre and touch Lena Lisa? Yeah. I mean, I've had that with my hair, too, so it's... Oh, my gosh. Put, yeah, it was a lady at a grocery store, and she's like, I love your hair, and she just... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I would, like, oh, nope. Yeah. I was always nope. afraid of people doing that when I was pregnant, like, people grabbing my belly, mm. but thankfully that never happened. Yeah, people yeah. would rub I've my belly. I do not do well too. with touches. Like, I got to know you really well for you to be in my personal bubble like that. Or yeah, you got to really be like that. Yeah. yeah. Consent, right? It's, yeah. it's consent. <laughs> consent respect. is the name of the game. Yeah. Oh my yeah, respectful. Yeah, respect all and then, yeah. and then through, through the consent. Um, and so, yeah, no, that is like, uh, uh, some of those, some of those examples are, so it's so weird, right? How we feel so drawn to things. I know, like, uh, you have to resist that urge. But you know, when I am in the museum, I, it's like oh, you wanna, you almost wanna, you wanna touch. I know you wanna. It's so wanna touch the painting, looking right? Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like, so what are you doing with your eyes, right? Your eyes touch, right? That's how yeah. we we touch through through you know through looking. It's as strange as that sounds, right? There's a gap, right? There's a, there's a space between, but, you know, it really is like, you know, uh, it really is like a form of touching. And so, you know, when we're very young, that's a, that's a part of how we learn about the world, right? You grab stuff, if, you know, if you can, and you, you feel it. And then what do you do? You want to eat it, right? <laughs> it's right away. <laughs> you want to, you know, you want to taste it. So it's, it's a it's sensorial, right? There's all these you know, our senses are all mixed up in our understanding. We want to understand. Yeah. So we, we look, you know, and it's like, again, it's sort of, it's a mediation of like of touching and then also a me mediation of consumption in some way. It's very strange, you know, how, <laughs> it's very strange <laughs> if you think about it, I think. But, uh, but yeah, that has to be the, you know, the, probably the limit. I, yeah. I can understand to wanting to touch artwork because, you know, I've wanted to touch everything Gustav Klimt ever did. It just <laughs> oh, so he's my favorite artist. Yes. <laughs> it just looks like it should be touched. But, mm -hmm. you know, hands off. It's a work of art. I get it, but Amazing. it does yeah. look very tactile. It's kind of like those intrusive thoughts, like the kids eating Tide Pods. Like, you know, it's not food, but it looks so edible. Yeah, <laughs> like people that eat soap or toilet yeah, paper, yeah. they can't help themselves. 
yeah for some reason to them it just looks so edible and you can't help it i don't know like my daughter <laughs> yeah. when she was born mm. she looked like she looked and smelled like cake and i just wanted to <laughs> babies oh, are so God. yummy babies uh, have such an awesome smell it's just yeah they do I've yes, heard everyone say young. that. I've never like smelled a baby. He gotta oh. just get it. I think it might have to be your oh, baby. Oh, yeah, I heard it's it like could a, be anybody's. It's oh, like yeah? a ceremonial yeah. thing. Be careful. Because no, no, one teacher said that I have to do it. I have you to go want find a baby. A, baby. <laughs> a good baby smell can make you want a baby. So be careful. Oh. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I can't wait for God. My, my, my wife is pregnant now. I cannot wait to smell like anything again. Mm. It's baby oh. number. Uh, well, it's uh, it's number six for us. Wow! Oh my goodness Thanks. gracious! I'm having a blast. You really do. Three like grandchildren is like herding baby goats. I can imagine what that's like. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good thing. I love being a dad. Congratulations! Thank yeah, you. Congratulations! It's very amazing. Yeah, I love it. New baby, new shop. You're moving up, mister. I know, Amber. It feels so amazing. I know. It's so great. It's exciting. Um, so cool. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, that's a, uh, how can you follow that, right? That's amazing. Um, I guess I'm just sort of like, uh, 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 it's, it's so interesting, you know, what everybody's going through, right? Like all these changes, all these sort of new things. Um, and, and still like, we are who we are, right? We, we have to go through, we have to go through all of these sorts of like, you know, trials, tribulations, uh, you know, joys and pains and all that stuff. But, you know, we're still somehow this consistent sort of, you know, us, you know, you still are yourself. And so, um, I guess I just, you know, like, again, it's, it's, it's so fascinating to learn about other people and so fascinating to me to sort of like, you know, to hear, hear like what you said about like, you know, baby smell, like, <laughs> I don't know yeah. about that. I don't know anything <laughs> about it, but I, but I believe you, you know, I believe that it's, I believe that, that it, it must be, it must be true. So, so fascinating. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, you okay. know, so, no, I'm, congratulations on that. I think it's, uh, it's really like, wow. No, Thanks, man. Here. No. Yeah, seriously. Well, um, so, well, on with the art, right? Talk about art today. Um, so I had, uh, again, just to sort of recap a little bit about what, what we were talking about, where we were at. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, we talked about this idea point, line, and plane, right? So again, these are, they are something visual, right? So, a, a, you know, a line is just an extension of point, right? So a point just keeps going, right? It becomes this line. But of course, it starts at a point, it ends at a point. So there is a relationship. If you connect lines together, you start to get planes, right? Or shape right um what we were sort of leading into was this idea of shape value and edge 
again, I think these are sort of a, you know, it's a, it's a triadic structure, three things that are, are helpful conceptually for us to start to think about. Um, so when we're talking about like designing anything, we're gonna, we, we probably want to, uh, you know, start thinking about it in terms of its, you know, positive, negative relationship, dark and light. This is value structure. But again, you know, we have to start somewhere. So we're gonna end up sort of starting with a point. So there's a, there's a, there's a sort of movement that happens. We're, we wanna sort of think about something towards the end, but we have to start somewhere and start to develop it out. Um, and so what I'm hoping to start to talk about a little bit is thumbnail sketches. Thumbnail sketches are design sketches that, you know, that artists use. And in this way, uh, we start to think about composing things. And again, we're gonna, I think we're gonna apply all of these, all of these uh, uh, concepts to it. Point, line, plane, shape, value, edge. They're all gonna be, they're all gonna be useful and mixed in there. Um, and so I think the, again, like sort of thinking about like, a, a, how, do we, how do we think about mm, thumbnail sketches? Um, I like to think about perspective <laughs> first. I really do. I like to think about perspective. And I think that perspective is, uh, you know, is, is crucial. And it's probably one of these things that's, uh, you know, it's really good to, you know, start to internalize it and then try to let it go as much as possible. Uh, I know that may sound funny, but you know, working, working through perspective, like thinking about how perspective may work um, can be really valuable, especially when you want to try to draw something that um, you, know, you wanted to really convey a sort of sense of uh, you know, presence, that, it, that there's this thing that this thing and it exists in a certain amount of space. There's a lot of different ways to convey this, right? This is, you know, this is what perspective is about. And so, you know, the, the way that you get it like out of your imagination onto paper, right, is through thumbnail sketches. So, you know, where to begin? So I wanted to sort of start off and uh, uh, I want to share this. I've, I've, I've talked about this before, but let me see if I can share this with you all. Ah. So, um, cool. So hopefully you can, uh, you can see my screen. Uh, so this is a section of, you know, the, the book, um, Perspective for Architects and Artists by Gwen White. It is a very complicated book, but, um, you know, if you're really interested in this subject, I think it can be, you know, um, can be a really valuable resource for you. So something to, something to consider. Um, but the beginning I think is so, is put so like eloquently and um, just sort of in these simple cartoons, I, I keep, I always return to it, you know what I mean? To kind of help me, help ground myself, if you will, in, uh, you know, and how to think about perspective. So just a sort of a brief, I wanna go over a few pages of this. Um, and the, what I'm hoping to sort of get to is this idea of the picture plane. 
So if you're familiar with the picture plane or if you've heard it before and you're like, what does that mean? Um, I think again, it can be, uh, um, can be a really valuable thought and a really valuable concept. And then again, you know, plane, right? We're, we're trying to like, trying to tie some concepts together and hopefully they'll be helpful for us. So, all right. So I'm going to read through this and, and the pictures are here. Uh, so <laughs> if you're, if you're just listening and you can't see the pictures, uh, hopefully the, the, the descriptions will be magic and you can you know, sort of see them in your mind's eye, right? All right, so uh, the ground plane, talking about uh, this sort of introduction to perspective, the parallel perspective, right? So imagine that you're standing on the ground and that a small piece of which you are on is a big flat plane, right? Uh, it has no ending, right? It's flat as far as you can see. So you're standing out on some great plane somewhere, some sort of you know, it's just everywhere you look at the, you know, the horizon looks flat, right? That's the, that's the image we're seeing. And that's the sort of the concept to start with. Okay. On this flat plane, uh, I've drawn a road. It's a long straight road. It goes way far off into the distance. Uh, and it, as it goes away, right, it gets narrower and narrower. Um, it's going to appear to converge at a point somewhere on the horizon. So we can see this illustration here of the horizon. Um, okay. And now if we see you, or we see yourself, right? The, the thought is that like, you can see this road and it's heading, it's heading back off into this, the distance, right? As far as you can see it. Here's where, here's where uh, you know, it'll describe it a little bit more in detail, but if you look, it looks like this figure that the horizon is at their eye level, right? You can see this is sort of like where their eyes might be. This is the concept of like a horizon eye level. These terms are used interchangeably. And so as we're going through it, just to sort of hopefully to, to you know, to dispel any confusion at all, I like to use the term eye level because I think it's more, uh, it's more succinct. Eye level means eye level it's the height of your eye right however however tall this person is right their eye level is you know is where it's it's where you see that you know the edge of the world <laughs> if you like right um that's just particular it's just it's how we see things um, again a lot of times the horizon is sort of obfuscated there's buildings there's you know there's mountains or trees or anything um but uh, eye level, eye level is the height of your eye. That's the sort of the way to think about it. And so this is what we're sort of, uh, this is what this is illustrating, right? You're standing on the ground, <coughs> however, however tall you are, right? If you could see the horizon, this is, this would be the indication of your eye level. So go on to the next Could slide. you, um, could you zoom out to that yeah. first page? I just wanted to take a screenshot of it. Yeah, sure. Is that is that good for you? Um, maybe zoom the, up. You want to see the top of okay, it? So it is. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Here. So here's the beginning. Okay. All right, I'm good. And you can go down to the Ooh. other guy. I'm gonna be out there. Yeah, that's perfect. Mm -hmm. cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Um. Right. So. 
this is uh, this is sort of a further illustration of what we were talking about in terms of the eye level and the horizon line, right? So supposing that you looked at the flattest, longest, straightest road that you could find, and you held up a pencil in front of your face and uh, left it level with your eyes, you would see the pencil exactly covered up the distant horizon. You would discover that the horizon was on a level with your eyes and that it coincided with your eye level. It's basically what we were talking about. You have this, your eye level, and then the horizon, they become the same thing, right? So, all right, this same thing would happen if you were standing by the sea, the ocean, you know, uh, I used to live in Chicago, you could see it at the Great Lake, right? So Lake Michigan. Um, and so here's something that I've always found sort of fascinating, <laughs> this fascinating idea of eye level so here's a here's this illustration. I'll zoom in a little bit here. So we've got um, we've got a small child, right? They're standing on the beach and they look and they see the sea, right? You see the you see the water level. Their horizon is there. Now take that same individual, right? And you lift them up real high. Guess what? The eye level goes up with you. Um, so. I kind of felt this as a, you know, as a sort of, a, you know, personally, um, I was sitting, uh, I was sitting, I was watching the the White Sox play baseball. And so from where I was sitting in the stands, I could see, you know, over the wall and I could see the lake, right? And it was at eye level. So even though it was, you know, so, I was, you know, I was, I was fairly high up, I could, you know, I could so clearly see um, this flat level plane. If you start going up high enough, then you know it's like you start to see the curve of the Earth, and so it starts to you know it starts to bow slightly. But again, like sort of right at that, right at your eye level, right there's this this sort of appearance of a horizon, and it goes so it goes up with you, right? Again, this is sort of a this is the idea of the height of your eye, right? From directly down wherever your feet are to you know to however tall up or however high up you are when you're sitting on, you know, when you're on the earth, you see this. Um, if you were in outer space, <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be, you wouldn't see the horizon, of course, but this concept of eye level still applies, right? There's still this sort of something that you're directing your, your vision towards, right? A point in space, right? You're, you're looking at something. So when we're talking about like, you know, a lot of times terrestrial, if we're, you know, if we're drawing things in a space, drawing things here on planet earth, um, this can be useful as far as like, you know, how you can think about it. Okay. Again, it's like, so, uh, <coughs> small child would see less than the grown up, and he would see, you know, more. So, uh, he would see more than ever if you walked up to the cliff, right? So this is known as the ground plane. It runs right up towards the distance of the horizon, right? So this idea, right? You're standing on the ground, right? It goes off to that imaginary horizon line. So even though there's this cliff and then the water is down lower, again, it's a height situation, right? It's a, it's a, it's a height thing. So you're seeing more of the, you're seeing more of this ocean in this illustration, right? As far as the, you know, the relationship of the eye level to wherever you're standing, right? You're that, you're that much taller than, you know, than the level of the sea, but you can see more of the sea, right? Um, 
but again, so they keep the, you know, the author keeps illustrating this, you know, this concept of eye level. All right. Top of a table. Again, it's very similar to the road example, right? Where the two edges are parallel. It's a table. The two edges are parallel, but they're appearing to converge at a single point on the eye level. But it's only so deep, right? So this table is only so big. So it doesn't go off forever. It just, you know, it does end at a certain place, right? All right, so tabletop like this. You can also see it's a flat plane. It appears to get closer together in the same manner as the road, right? Okay. Therefore, we know uh, that the ground plane uh, is a piece of land like this, this sort of this sort of plane that we were seeing the, you know, this little figure standing on, right? We leave it blank if we're gonna draw, right? So again, if you're gonna if you're gonna lay something out. You could always sort of start off with this horizontal line, meaning the eye level. What this would tell you is whether you're looking at something that's you're looking down at slightly, right? Or you're looking up at slightly. So this eye level is an organizing principle. It just, it can help you start to organize, you know, how would I draw this object? Am I looking up at the object or am I looking down at the object? It can be, so that would help you discern what plane of the object that you're, that you're looking at, where it's located. Okay, picture plane. Uh, here we see this person, they're looking at a tree, right? Somewhere, somewhere out in their vision, right? So imagine that every time you look at something between you and the scene, there's a sheet of glass, right? It's a vertical plane could be a window or transparent paper. Just imagine this, right? It's not, it's not real, but just imagine. There's something between you and whatever you're looking at. Um, much like a, like a window, right? You're looking out the window and you can see the world there, but there, you know, you can see right through the window, but you know there's, there's, a, there's a, a plane there. There's a, there's a vertical plane. Okay? This imaginary vertical plane is known as the picture plane, right? What appears on the plane will be what you draw on your paper. So uh, when the horizon is drawn on this plane, it will be known as the you know, eye level horizon line, right? Um, and uh, yeah, don't worry, about, don't worry about the technical stuff right now. If you were gonna get this book and, and sort of what the author is doing is trying to set up for you, like a lot of language that you'll end up using if you know, when you're drawing very complicated perspective drawings you know, but just for the purposes that, of our, can, of our discussion. Back, yeah, yeah. Can please. we back up just like a, I'm sorry. Um, no, no. Okay. No, go ahead. I kind of got lost around the glass part. Um, sure. Okay. Because so, I understood everything else. Um, but the picture plane, Every time you look at something that between you and the scene, there's a sheet of glass on a vertical, it would be a window or a large sheet of transparent paper. Okay, go ahead. All right, continue. Right. So yeah, this is just a just a imagine that that's there, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So again, it's like the way you could imagine it. You're looking out your window, right? Or if you're, you know, again, you're not looking through a window. Actually, you can sort of imagine there's some point that you're going to start the drawing, right? And you know, that's this is. This is oh, what, okay. There's a frame around what you're going to draw. 
uh, there's a distance between you and wherever you're going to, you know, whatever you're going to draw. Well, but it'll, it'll mm -hmm. hopefully this will help uh, the make this a little bit clearer. All right. So, but that's the thought is like, you're thinking about this plane, right? You're thinking about a plane. Okay. Mm -hmm. This imaginary plane is known as the picture plane. So um, what appears on the plane will be what you draw on your paper. Uh, so, um, right. So here we can sort of see, we're looking at this person from a distance, right? But where from their perspective, we'll zoom in a little bit. From their perspective, when they're looking at this tree and they're drawing it on their picture plane, it's like this big, right? Mm -hmm. Hopefully that makes sense. It's like, so like wherever you're, from your point of view, from your perspective, you're looking at anything. Maybe you're looking at your iPad or your computer screen or something like that. But if you notice the objectness of it, right? Whatever the shape is, you imagine there's a picture plane. If you're gonna draw a picture of it, you would trace out like its shape, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so again, like if you're, you know, if you get close to it, you can't see really, you know, maybe you can't see the bottom of your keyboard, right? If you get further away, now I can see like the whole object, right? Same thing with this idea of this tree, right? If, if this person were, you know, we get closer and closer, they may not see the, the trunk of the tree, let's say hypothetically. All right, so. So suppose you're looking out of a ground floor window at a tree, stretch your arm out and draw the tree on the piece of glass. Uh, this is actually drawing on the picture plane. So again, here's the concept one more time, right? We're looking at this person, looking at uh, you know, a subject and drawing it. And so this is the concept that we want to sort of, you know, to try to internalize that so we've got this picture plane between ourselves, what we're drawing. And that way, you know, we start to just, so we can start to keep things in order. We start to keep things. So like if, again, if you were to sort of like, if you were to get close, close up and start to draw, right. And then go far back and start to draw. If you're not keeping this sort of consistent depth in mind, then proportions can get all out of whack, right? Especially if you're sort of drawing from life. And then I think too, it's probably the same thing if we're, you know, even if we had a, even if we had a consistent shape and we're thinking about detail levels and things, is this we're thinking, like the thinking same, about rendering. Is this kind of like the same exploit people use when like, this is a really weird example of it, but like, don't you know when people are like the Leaning Tower of Pisa and like one person standing really close to the camera and then the Leaning Tower is really far away, like, because they're at different distances, it looks like someone's as big as the tower, but it's really just because they're at different distances that the proportions get skewed. It is a, it is a perspective, that's it, a, a, it's an aspect of how perspective functions, you know. Again, so, so the system that we're talking about here, it's, it's, it's convoluted it's contrived it's not real but it's a it's a way to start to get to the expression of the depth and so what you're talking about at least is the same thing we can use you know this sort of trick of depth perception you know like you said somebody is it looks like they're holding up the tower of pisa or uh yeah, or, would that be called yeah. forced perspective that's what this is called right we're sort okay. of forcing we're forcing a perspective right but yes, it's sort of like, it's all the same. Um, 
it's all it, it is all a part of like the expression of of how we can see things how, how we can see like depth the third dimension height width right and depth depth is the the third one um and so again it's like uh you can you can play these you can play these games and you can play these tricks on it because it it is so weird you know how it how it starts to function again it's like uh we we really only can kind of conceive of thing or we can only really see in terms of two dimensions height and width but depth is described through value through through light and dark so it's a uh, it's something that it's something that becomes um, understood right through through our thinking we can sort of understand it or we get it we get a sense that we understand it through through the appearance of of what we're taking in and perspective is it's a part of it so yeah that's what i would think of that's what i would think of as forced perspective is that you are drawing it to make it look like there's depth involved in it forcing a, forcing a perspective but there's another there's other words for shortening it's sort of like when things are you know uh uh like let's say you know say like you know the hand is a certain you know height and width but if i you know if i like turn it like this uh, this way right coming at you you know all of a sudden like you know this sort of it starts to look you know bigger because it's getting closer to you it's foreshortened and then it's you know like sort of goes it goes back into space it gets you know there's a there's a sort of again that sort of that road you know we were looking at the road example like the road looks like it's getting narrower as it goes you know further into the distance that's you know that's an example when we think about foreshortening i think we're really kind of talking about what we really what we usually mean is like this is uh it looks like things are kind of coming at out towards you like through the picture plane right things are like almost made that's what they that's when things start to get really funny when it feels like something is breaking through this picture plane that we're talking about right it looks like we're looking you know it seems like all the time we're looking through it but if something were to start to come out of our picture plane <laughs> towards us that's when things can get really interesting so again so this diagram shows you you know what it would look like if you were drawing, you know, uh, you're drawing exactly the subject you were looking at, but it's, you know, it's a certain distance away from you on a picture plane. All right. Uh, so uh, what this diagram from the side shows you what the piece of chalk, uh, the sheet of glass, the distance of the tree, the lines are drawn from the spectator's eye to the tree, and where they go through the sheet of glass, the drawing of the tree has been made. This shows how small it appears to the spectator, right? Again, it's just this sort of concept, you know, however big the tree is, doesn't matter for our drawing. It only matters in so far as it relates to this particular depth from this point, right, to the picture plane point, to the, to the distant background. There's a relationship there. That's how you would start to keep proportions, you know, in mind by maintaining this particular ratio, right, from point A to, you know, I the picture plane right to the object you maintain that distance and then you can start to get a proportionate uh, rendering of the of your subject okay so back up a little bit right so now omitting the tree from the diagram it'll appear like this 
um, from behind, first showing you the sheet of glass, the picture plane, right? And then there's there's going to be this idea of the eye level, okay? Um, secondly, without the plane, this is this gets a little bit this is a little bit like strange at first. Again, it would it's helpful for the rest of the book, um, but I do think it's I do think this might be something that you know it, it could work its way into your thinking if you know if you like. Um, so yeah, secondly, without, secondly, without the pain, the pain, the picture plane pain, <laughs> um, because this imaginary plane has no limit ex uh, except for its vertical, and its ground always continues upward and sideways, even downwards. Right. So again, we're sort of thinking about this person standing on a plane, the ground plane, and then there's there's a certain vertical plane, picture plane between them and whatever they're looking at, right? The picture plane in this case, we're thinking about it being at right angles to the ground plane. This is just basic, right? Again, you know, you could stand on all sorts of uneven terrain. You could think about all sorts of examples where this might not hold, but just to sort of start things off, this is the way that you can, you can, you could imagine it at first. Um, so we said being a vertical plane, it means that it will make right angles to the ground plane. And together, it'll look from the side like this, right? Picture plane intersecting with the ground plane 90 degrees, right? So perpendicular, just to sort of think about it. Um, from the front, <laughs> there's a lot of lines there, I know, <laughs> hanging there. But if you take all of this, all the, of the hatchy lines away, right? You can think about it. Leave it blank, right? The picture plane. Um, goes on a little bit more. Uh, I'll just share this. Uh, I'll, I'll share this PDF that I have uh, in the in the chat with uh, you all so you can have a you can have a thought about it. But um, hmm. what that other section was talking about was this idea, right, of some point, right, there's a there's a ground line, right? There's a point where your picture plane touches the ground. Right, so when you're starting to sketch things out, when you're starting to like lay out your perspective, you may consider, you know, you may consider like the eye level, right? And then you might also consider the ground line that gives you a, a distance to start to think about. Um, again, I'll, I will, I'll just sort of show you this and I'll, I'll share it. I think, I think we're, we're to the point where I wanted to, you know, um, I wanted to, sort of move on. I wanted to sort of get it into our mind, this idea of the picture plane. This is, this is, I think, a really uh, useful concept, the useful concept. Again, it's like, you can start to think about it, you can have it in mind, um, but it really shouldn't become something that like holds you back. But again, this is the illustration of our artist, right, or our observer. They're looking at this object, right, and so as they get further back from the picture plane, right, the angle increases and there's a, or the, sort of, you know, yes, the angle increases. And then so the, see the, the tree is a little bit bigger as they get closer, right, angle decreases. And then you get this um, smaller sort of version, just a relationship of the distance, right, of your eye to this picture plane. Um, so again, it's like, it's, it's to reinforce this idea of like, of consistency, of relating to something, um, relating a single point in space, your eye, right? 
and then the particular lines that it would draw to a plane, right? One point, line, plane. How do you express this? Through shape, through edge, through value. So these are the, the you know, again, I wanted to try to tie some of these games together. And, you know, again, this is very, can be a bit technical, but um, what you have, if you go through this, you could end up getting to this point where you could actually make, you know, a discernment about, you know, how far away mm, things are. God, uh. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It really is amazing. But I won't, you know, I won't like, I won't pain this, I won't pain you through this. Like, <laughs> like I, I used to do to my students. You know what I mean? I would make them like, I we have to have talk about book, it. By the way. Hell yeah. It's, um, so I, I, so I, uh, really like, I've used this like approach to draw things, you know, like with a lot of confidence personally, but again, it's a lot of steps to go through back in the day. It was how things had to be done. Now we've got, you know, if you use, if you use procreate, you know, it has perspective functions on it that like take care of all these calculations for you. Right. Um, or if you 3d model, Right, there's all of this calculation sort of baked into the into the program. You know? So you have to think about it. Mm, maybe not. It's it's not life or death that you're you know sort of that you have to have to get this so accurate all the time, right? Because we're you know we're trying to draw things. We're not architects, but you know again, it's like why not push it? Why not sort of give yourself uh you know like look into this because it you know you might where we'll find that it can be um can be very useful i know it gets crazy it gets crazy but so this is uh this perspective apparatus right where you can start to think about like again it's, we kept seeing the, the the viewer their eye looking at the eye level and so you could start to you know lay something like this out and then you're you're what you're really getting is vanishing points that you could use to draw things that that will give you a very uh um a very convincing uh capacity to draw things in perspective to make to make uh to make like sort of things that they look like they have 90 degree relationship right like a cube or something like that you can you can use this system to start to like to draw those again you can always eyeball it too. You know, you could sort of make up two points and, you know, draw two point perspective and it can be really pretty, pretty good. Um, but again, like, where does that come from? That's, this is what, this is what we're, you know, we're talking about. Um, yeah, very cool. Again, like we're talking about, if you live in the, you live out, you know, and you see, you see mountains, you see trees, you see, you know, anything sort of, it's going to block that eye level, right? Same thing if you're in a room right it's like you can't see the the distant horizon your eye level is you know sort of blocked by walls and stuff or if you're in an urban environment same sort of thing you can't you can't discern where it is it's a it's a it's a unique phenomenon we we really we can experience it when we're looking at like vast bodies of water or if you're on like a very flat plane you know if, if but you probably wouldn't see something so perfectly it would never perfectly sort of illustrate it, uh, you know, because again, it's conceptual. So 
right, let's uh, I'm gonna jump to this. Okay, all right, so now, um, hopefully this will, so thumbnail sketches, this is the point. <laughs> this is our point I want to get to. All right, so we think about a thumbnail sketch, right? Just a quick sketch, right? Think of your paper representing an open space, you know, as not as like two dimensionals, uh, not as two dimensional surface, but as if the edges were the boundaries of an open window, right? So it's again, it's sort of thinking about this little this little picture plane, right? That that you're gonna that you're going to sort of interact with. Um, you look at all the life and nature through this through this window, right? So you either attempt to draw the forms um, into the space that exists before you, and you get a feeling of the actuality of the forms. Um, so again. So what we see here, so we just jumped from, this was Gwen White talking about perspective. Now we're, now I'm talking, this is an Andrew Loomis, um, this is from an Andrew Loomis book, Drawing Success. And so he's, what we see in this illustration, our artist started with eye level. With this organizing principle, this eye level here, and then so, right? So this person, so our artist here, is he started with eye level, so just started thinking about like, this is the height of the eye. This is, whatever the viewpoint is, this is where this is where we can see eye level. Light is coming from a particular direction, right? So um, attempt to either set the forms into this space that exists before you, or give the feeling of actuality to the forms which you create from a knowledge of the laws of nature. We study nature for effects, and then we set them down, right? So this involves dimension, contour, viewpoint, meaning perspective, and lighting. Only through light, which produces all tone and appearance, can we produce a true image of life. So, got this quick sketch, right? It looks like there's a road that's meandering back into the distance. And then there are mountains and stuff, right? There are branches of this tree. They break through this eye level. So eye level, you know, it's eye level is this very, I can't can't zoom in on too closely. It's this uh, it's this horizontal line right here, right, running through. And then there are things that sort of, they're gonna block it, right? They're gonna block the eye level, right? Okay. Really to draw, we can only think of it a single aspect of drawing, such as contour without the other essentials, but must seek to unify all aspects into a complete and organized whole. So here we see, I'll back up a little bit. So here we can see this, space with posneg relationships, right? So we have all of these various sorts of tonality that's going on, and this helps us to start to understand what's going on. There's a, there's a certain level of value that's happening. It's helping us to sort of understand. In this quick little rough, right? This quick little thumbnail. So here's a, just an example of a few little rough thumbnails. They're very beautiful, I think. But each one of them is concerned with sort of describing a bit of space, an object that's in it, right? And then, of course, the tonal value or the posneg relationships. We talked about that last week, right? Like how, uh, how something is darker than something else, how something is lighter than something else. Through this relationship, we can clarify. Things become clear. Things become, uh, you know, uh, legible. Right. There's, there's legibility 
right? And that makes uh, that makes sure that you can see something. What becomes readable, right, is is like, do you understand what it is, right? So again, maybe uh, it, it is rough, but if I were to zoom in on this one, right? This becomes legible, of course, because there is an edge, right? There's a boundary, right? But it starts to look like all these lines and shapes come together. I read it as trees, right? Trees and there's a there's a certain there's a certain vista, right? There's a certain like sort of distance to it. Simple, I know, but and maybe even you know redundant, but at the same time, you know, it's these are concepts that I think can help, you know, how do you clarify things? How do you make them how do you take from all of this? This, this is not simple, sense. by the way. I need you to not. It might be simple to you, but it's not. This is not. I hope. <laughs> I hope that it's not. I hope it's not too complicated either. I just, you know, uh, so I don't mean to. I don't mean to make it like you know light of it. I. Mm -hmm. The thought is to try to make this very, like it's so complex, right? Everything, all the yeah. sense that we take in. How do we? How do we simplify it? So again, we think about like we're looking through, we're looking through a shape through a window. You can uh, you can then start to compose your own, you know, your own image. If you're looking at life, you may want to try to capture it as close to that as possible. So again, there will be like a certain point in space, and you're looking, and you want to try to keep a consistent distance, and that will help you maintain the proportions and and. Um, it, accurately represent what it is you're seeing. So if we want to create something of our own, we want to make our own composition, like we're, you know, um, we were seeing, you know, so Nicole's draw, Nicole is drawing Flash, right? We were looking at Stephen's drawing earlier. There's a certain, you know, sort of distance we're, we're looking at this object from, right? And there's a certain positive negative relationship so again i'm sort of watching nicole draw and it's like we can see a sense of perspective even though they are traditional like american style flash right there's a sense of depth like the panther's nose is a little bit further out from you know from the inside of its mouth right its eyes are a little bit further back how are we getting this right well there's a overlap right is this is in front of this is in front of that. This gives us a sense of, you know, movement to the to space, right? To the back. Mm -hmm. Same thing with these Andrew Loomis rough thumbnail sketches. How do we tell, you know, that for instance, um, let me see if there's a one that's a little bit clear, clearer. Um, how do we how do we tell like that this, you know, that this figure on this horse Right, it looks like a figure riding a horse. How can we tell, you know, that the figure is on the horse? We can see the leg, right? The leg is in front of the horse's body. The horse's head is in front of this um, fence or whatever. So there's a layering that starts to happen. This may be intuitive, but again, that's what we're doing, right? We're sort of, we're layering things. That's the same thing with the same idea with the perspective talk that we were talking about. There's a very distant, distant horizon, our eye level, but things are going to be in front of it, right? They're going to start to come in front 
all the way till they get right up to our picture plane. So, um, so if you are to draw something that looks like it's parallel with the picture plane, um, let me, uh, let me stop. I'm going to stop my share for right now. Okay. And, um, give me one second. I want to, ah, I'll share this. So, um, this is a tattoo that I did, uh, recently and okay. Oh, I saw so, that. That was I saw that on Instagram. That is badass. Thank so you. Awesome. Well, oh the, 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 the point is to, what I wanted to describe here was this idea of picture plane. So how can you mm -hmm. make this trompe l'oeil, how can you make it look like it's, you know, something that's sitting on something else? The thought is that this would be a flat object that's parallel to our picture plane. That would be the concept behind it. I think I need to add a little bit more drop shadow right there. But um, that's my, this is the thought is right. Like, you know, there's a certain light that's coming down um, and it's shining on this object. So even though it's on a curvaceous body part, it's still kind of giving us this, uh, um, we're hoping to sort of convey, we were hoping to convey this idea of a flat object that, you know, is sitting on the surface of something. Right. Well, what I thought was really kind of um, what I thought was really helpful and what uh, what helped me, you know, sort of figure out how to make this look this way um, is I did a drawing. Let me see if I can share it. Um, yes. Okay. Okay. So here's the here's the sketch that I did to plan for that tattoo, right? So I thought about all of those aspects, right? Like that it was, you know, um, it was going to be a certain light source. It was going to be this just a just a flat representation of the thing, but you know, like all these little threads and stuff, there's a, you know, there's a little bit of form to it. So the light's gonna hit it. Um, and there's gonna be a casted shadow, right? As the light hits this, there's a certain thickness to it and light hits it, it's gonna cast a little bit of a shadow. So I tried to plan all that stuff out. Um, and I, so I think, again, I didn't lay out like eye level, I didn't lay out all of the stuff we were talking about. <laughs> But what I did do was I considered this, you know, this sort of, this relationship to, to flatness, right? And how I might cast the shadows and how I might sort of bring a little bit of highlight to it. So this was, um, uh, again, just kind of like a, uh, it was an exercise in sort of thinking about that stuff, right? But it was all kind of operating in the background. And then like doing this preparatory sketch, you know, I went through this a few times, you know, just to sort of, to figure out what was going to look, what was going to look uh, accurate. Um, but the thought of doing thumbnail sketches, something that's going to, you know, like uh, start to convey, you know, a larger picture, a more complicated thing, you know, um, 
This is something that we do in our in our drawing sessions, uh, in the in the reinventing drawing sessions that um, that we do every Monday. Stephen and Nicole are there. Um, we'll start off with a concept. We'll have some reference imagery, but we're gonna make this little shape, right? We're gonna make a little shape, and we're gonna try to compose what we're gonna draw in these smaller shapes first before we go and you know do this uh, more committed, you know, more, uh, more complicated sort of drawing that we're going to do. And I think that it can be really useful, again, to imagine the shape of that, you know, imagine the shape of the, of, you know, what you're going to compose. So just like Stephen showed us today, um, that you already had that shape of the leg in mind right, as you were starting to, you were starting to sort of compose the angel wings on it. That was, uh, I think that's very useful and very smart. If you're gonna, if you're gonna draw this sheet of flash, like Nicole is drawing, likely probably start with that shape of rectangle that the paper is, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where you could compose things. I know you were talking about, um, you laid, you laid out all the designs in Procreate as far as like, where to where to place things first um and so in order for it to look i think this organized you know it's that's my guess is that you probably you know we're pretty close to that relationship of the of that rectangle i imagine is that is that right or am i am i yes. way off nicole yeah sure. yeah i think that's smart right so if you're going to do something you know it's going to be in a square later you start off with a square as your thumbnail right if you know it's going to be a circle or an oval again you start you start with that but if you're going to do like a tattoo it can be nice to sort of start with the body part <laughs> you know what i mean you just have the body part there and you can start with a really small sketch right you start with uh with this little thumbnail and what is it doing you're trying to represent you know the picture plane relationship right there's something something flat to it is it like traveling off into a distance like tabletop like the road you know what i mean mm -hmm. um what is the relationship of this sort of single point you know of the viewer they're looking at this thing are, is it flat to them right is it is it deep to them right there are all these sort of considerations um and i think if you want to start to compose things it can be really helpful and useful uh to keep that stuff in mind um Anyway, I hope that I hope that was helpful. I hope that was that was interesting and stuff to everybody. Um, I would love to, you know, love to for you all to to share any thoughts that you had about that, or like, you know, again, just I'm gonna. I'm gonna how did you use thing. your? Um, how did you use this perspective idea? These these ideas on perspective in the tattoo of the, of the skeleton. Yeah, that was my question. How do we make it applicable to tattoo designs? Like your skeleton design, um, I could see different angles of the shadows. Right. Uh, and then like, it's kind of hard to put dimensions in traditional pieces because they're so like two dimensional. Um, so how do we apply that? Like if it comes to new school designs, it makes sense. Mm hmm. No, yeah. I think that's those are they're great questions. But so I tried to tried to sort of talk about that a little bit. 
um, as far as the, you know, as far as the, you know, the skeleton one, again, there's, there's a shadow that's being cast. There's a highlight, you know, so again, I am sort of thinking about like form and then a little bit of depth is a part of it as well. But then again, it's sort of, uh, you know, that's the idea of the, the picture plane, right? Think this thing is flat to the picture plane. It's completely uh, parallel to my eye. And that gives us this, this sense of like, I'm looking directly at something. Which is and interesting. And the light because, source is going straight towards it, right? Is that why well, it's called in this, in this, Yeah, in this case, I was imagining a light source kind of, you know, coming, coming from above. And so that gave me a little, you know, so the, as the, so the roundness of the threading, I was able to sort of think about, oh, there's a highlight, I think it's going to be here. And then the shadow is going to be cast approximately. Like I said, I think I need to add a little bit of shadow because I'm looking at it and it's like, ah, I could see, I could see maybe a little more shadow in this spot, but the shadow would be, you know, a certain width and it would be in a certain place because I'm imagining where the, mm, you know, the light source Relative is. to and the highlight. Right. Yes, exactly. It's almost like going to be exact opposite. It's just going to be like, you know. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, and so there's a, there, it's just a way to organize it. Now, as, as far as the traditional American, you know, flash is going, you know, I was also, I was also sort of describing that we can use arrangement, right, as a way to sort of think about depth. Depth is happening. So, Looks like you've made some progress. Let's we'll uh, let's uh, check out your um, check out your sheet again. Okay, so how do we get depth in this particular? You know, how are we talking about depth or thinking about depth in this particular instance? Well, I can see that, for instance, this ear is in front of on the, you know on the on the very uh, upper left hand corner for us uh, that the ear is in front of the hip right of the lady right so the panther's ear is in front of the hip that puts that gives in depth right the whiskers are in front of the leg that gives us more depth the jawline is behind the leg that gives us again more depth so it is two-dimensional but there's an arrangement and that starts to starts to convey the idea this is in front of that this mm -hmm. is closer to my eye in relation to a particular picture plane you may not be thinking about it, right? But yeah. whenever we look, we look at anything and you stop to sort of freeze the scene, so to speak, right? That's the, that's kind of on an imaginary level, we're, we're thinking like that, like roughly. Again, with the sort of, if you look through a, through a camera, the viewfinder, again, there's a sort of fixed sort of picture plane you're looking through and it's like everything's in relation to to that again I, you know what's i think what's really interesting about this other panther design what has the the roses on top um because of their relationship to the edge of the panther right <coughs> it starts to look like design on the body rather than a rose in front of and that's a part of what makes tattoos so interesting right because again a lot of times, like even in these, even in these designs that we've, we've talked about, we've given them their respect, right? That they are, have a old school design. 
they have a two-dimensional quality. Even still, they're still talking about depth to a certain degree. So oh. any design, like with a tattoo, there's some sort of, there's a, there's a little bit of that in it, you know? A little bit of talking about depth. And so as it comes in relationship to the edge of the body, it's like you're looking in and you're seeing this sort of a deeper quality. And then it, then it, then it becomes a part of another surface. It's, there's a fascination to it. That's, that's what I, that's a part of, you know, it's part of how I think about it. Again, so, you know, go ahead, go ahead. Um, is it like the concept of like foreground, midground, and background? Yeah, that's the same, that's, that's depth. <clears throat> There's something that's closer. What is it closer to? It's closer to your eye, right? It's closer mm -hmm. to, to the viewer's point of view, foreground. Midground is relationship to how far away something is. Background, it's far off from a particular point in space that we're looking at, mm -hmm. right? And then there's a sort of consistency um, that would help us to understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so, like, in, in the case of, like, let's say that somebody loved your page and they decided that they wanted to get their whole, this, this is their sleeve, right? They wanted to get each one of these designs. Uh -huh. Well, again, it would be very similar, I think, you know, like on a, you know, on an appearance level to like where we have on this panther, you know, over here on the right hand side where the designs are sitting on the surface. Uh -huh. And so it's like I move from this, from this rose in the middle and I go over to maybe the rose over on the left, right? And they go over to the rose over here on the, on the far right. And then I go back to the left and then back to the middle. And so you're seeing all of these different elements, right? Mm -hmm. But then again, they're like, uh, they're on a particular surface. That would be, I think, sort of how we would sort of view somebody's tattoos as well is that, you know, you would sort of might kind of fixate on like one particular, you know, one particular area, right? And then you'll move around. The eye is moving throughout. But at a certain point, it starts to occur to you like, what you're actually looking at. I'm actually looking at somebody's arm or I'm actually looking at somebody's back or something like that. So there's this oscillation. So again, it's sort of, it's, that might very well be what happens when we're looking at paintings and stuff, right? That you're sort of, you start to start to think about the scene you're looking at and then you start to realize like, oh, I'm looking at a painting. Um, I don't know. I, that's that's just that's the way I've always thought about it. That's the way that I've that I've come to sort of um, uh, appreciate what it is that we're doing, rather than saying that there's this sort of you know it has to be a certain way, right? That we're actually we're actually all playing around with the appearance and the perception. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That we're that we're having that we're. We're sort of playing with, with, with language in a certain way. Our body has a language. There's a language to these images that we, you know, that that we make. Sort of. So when we juxtapose them on, you know, on top of one on top of the other, it starts to make you know all sorts of new phrases, all sorts of new expressions. Um, and so, yeah, that's. So that's where I think I'm able to, because some, it's not, not everybody like appreciates every style. I don't know if I guess I appreciate every style, I suppose, but, but how do you appreciate styles that aren't your own? And it's like, 
it's that way. Sort of thinking about it on a, you know, uh, about how it expresses things. Mm-hmm. I hope that was helpful. I hope that I hope that was uh, made sense in some way, because um, it really is. Uh, um, it's, it's somewhat subjective, right? There's a there's a bit of subjectiveness mm-hmm. to how we experience things, how we appreciate things, um, but. I guess I like to. I do like to think about like what are some, what are some efficient ways, useful ways, to be able to communicate, um, communicate a particular thought to other people. Um, so in this in this instance, we're looking at your you know your flash. There is a bold line that sort of separates where this let's say the eagle's head is from the background, where the eagle's head is is from its own body. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, it's kind of like um, that's what makes it sort of first legible. But then we look for the other shapes. We look for the other um, other relationships and then we can start to read it. Like, how can we possibly read a panther's head on an eagle's back? It's because, you know, it, on a certain level, it doesn't make sense. But then on another one, it's kind of like, well, there it is. I can see it, you know. <laughs> there's a bit of, there's a bit of depth and, you know, there's foreground, middle ground and background is being expressed, even though it's tight. You know what I mean? It's the, you know, the depth of field is, is fairly shallow in certain respect. Like it doesn't go back forever. Um, mm-hmm. Our eyes, our eyes meet a certain, you know, plane. And then we start to relate all these other things together. I hope that's, I hope that sort of ties to a part of what we were talking about. Um, the perspective is, kind of happening all the time um, and there are ways to think about it. Just layering things on top of, you know, one thing on top of the next, again, I think is, is a way of forcing perspective. But you can also, you know, you can also sort of imagine it as a mathematical equation as well and start to express it um, uh, in, with, with exactitude. And, mm-hmm. you, can, and you, can, you can build buildings based on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. You can build you can build great structures and stuff. Um because, you know, like uh, architecture was happening, you know, before iPads and stuff. <laughs> you know. And they and it had to start off with a had to start off with a conceptual sketch first, right? With a thumbnail sketch that got built up, you know, more and more complexity um until the thing was realized. So That was the, that was, that was my attempt to sort of try to tie together like, um, you know, perspective, thumbnail sketches, this, and the, the other ideas that we've been talking about, you know, the, that there's a point and line, plane, shape, edge, value, all of Mm -hmm. those things, they, they, they're all things that we're using all the time to be expressive, giving them a name, thinking about them you know, uh, I think can, can help you start to organize. Like if you want to compose something new, you can start to think about, you know, how are you using these things? Um, and uh, again, it, some of it might be really intuitive, kind of based on our familiarity with looking at other works of art, based on mm-hmm. our familiarity with like looking at, the, looking at the world and looking at how nature works. Mm-hmm. Um, these are things that are, um, uh, they all go into how we how we make art. So, mm-hmm. 
I again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that, I'm gonna put that PDF in the in the chat for you all, just so you all have it. Um, yeah, because I want to. Yeah, 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 that yeah, would be ahead, great. Mm -hmm. um, I would, I would imagine that um, as complex as these things are, they're also um, very static. You know, like it's always the, these are laws that that just don't change. And so as much as we come back to it, as much as we come to learn it, um, it'll it'll remain the same, you know, just as the way light hits a, a spherical object the same way in China as it does here, you know. Um, these are principles we can always rely on, in other words, basically. I hope so. <laughs> I really do. Hope so. I hope <laughs> no, right. it's useful. No, I do. I just, I just hope that it becomes something that you could, that can be uh, useful for you, you know, um, without, uh, okay, there's that. Um, loading. So hopefully, yeah, I hope that, that these are useful things for you. Right. And so as your, um, I, I I come up I come up against it all the time I think, you know it's like how do I how do I convey this, and so, um, if I can relate it to, um, if I can really relate it to something that's, um, you know like you're talking about, perspective light source, uh, you know, uh, proportions if I can relate it to these things I will if not you know that's the I think that's the um, that's the prerogative of the artist is to stylize and to simplify, right? We still always have that. Um, so I, so I think it's there again, it's just not this, there's not this right answer. There's always these, you know, there's always these um, discernments that we have to make. Mm -hmm. We have to discern like what's going to be um, the best course for your particular project that you're working on. Mm -hmm. um, but getting, you know, familiarizing yourself with uh, with the things you're interested in is, you know, I think is a really great way to go. There is this subject called fundamental, you know, we refer to it as fundamentals. And it is, it is really about, uh, you know, the things that we've just been talking about. About this simple idea of you start with a particular point in space, it creates a line, it creates a plane, it's a shape there's an edge and then there's value wrapped up in that is this thought of like that there has to be a certain perspectival point of view that's happening for any of that to transpire and then how do you develop it you know like in a way that's um that's efficient through the planning right through thumbnail sketches and stuff um through through planning it out right you but again i think there's a those are means to a particular end, right? So if you are to, you know, probably it's, it might be unhelpful for you to like to labor over a thumbnail sketch for, you know, forever and ever and ever and just try to get it right. Instead, it would be like try to get the essence of what it is you're trying to convey. Then mm -hmm. that will help you. Um, that will help they help you to to guide yourself or to inform you uh, for the for the the thing that you're actually trying to do the thing that you actually care about. 
Mm-hmm. So I think those are, um, yeah, I, think, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I, you know, I hope that that was, uh, I hope that, that starts to, you know, um, to inspire you, right. To, to, to sketch more and to just, to, you know, to be looser about it, even though there's all this technical stuff, right. Just have fun with it and start to start to express through that process. You're going to come up with something amazing. You will, you'll surprise yourself, but you know, my tendency a lot of times is to like to forego this designing phase and just to get right in there and, and do it. And it's, it, it's like so often the case, like, you know, your, um, you know, your, your first drawing of the day may not be your best one, you know what I mean? So if you can, if you can, if you can start to be disciplined enough to loosen up. <laughs> just got a simplify yeah. in the beginning and then build up. So. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Yeah, I hope that's I hope that that's that's what I really want to convey. Um, is is that is that we're um, again we're looking at the world. We're seeing so much all the time. So whether that's you're looking at life and you want to draw it, or you're looking at some crazy biomech tattoo and you're like, I want to do that. You know, whatever the case may be. You want to end there, but you got to start at a point, right? You have to start with a single point and move out from there. And so, um, you know, keeping in mind, you know, your your own perspective is important. You know, keeping in mind uh, that your values are important. <laughs> keeping in mind, uh, you know, that, that you have to plan, right? Or that planning is going to be, um, beneficial to your process mm-hmm. like that's those are ways that you know that can help right that can help you start to achieve the things that you're really interested in so well, I'm, like and I'm to... talking to myself <laughs> you're not talking yeah. to yourself unless we're all like the little homunculuses in your uh in your head uh but no, it seems like it's supposed to take some of the guesswork or at least some of the pressure off of the final product. Because I know, like, if you jump straight into the final thing every single time, it's always going to feel very dire <laughs> trying yes. to do it. Like, so, dire, that's a good word. yeah, because you're, you're always working to try and make it the best piece that you can possibly make it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's better to make a mistake on, hey, Danny. Uh, it's better to hey, Danny. Uh, <laughs> the the people on my call say hello, <laughs> but um, uh, I completely lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, I have ADD. Uh, but I have the same issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're just talking about simplifying shapes and just how it makes things die. It's dire at the end. You know? Yeah. So if you try to jump straight into the final piece, uh. It, it makes it so much more dire when you make a mistake. Whereas if you make it on like a little sketch, you can always mm. just draw another little sketch. Whereas you're doing the final piece and you're like, oh no, I made a mistake that I could have fixed if I had planned it out, but now it sucks and I have to start all over again. It's so much time to just start with a small thumbnail and then um, like have everything down that way instead of drawing out on a big piece. And then you have to move everything all over again. Yeah. Like me, yeah. Additional pieces. 
Yeah. I completely agree with what, you know, with what you are saying. And I think, you know, uh, a part of it is like the, the complexity that we were <laughs> sort of getting into earlier because things are complicated. Right. And that's, so that little the thumbnail, thumbnail sketch that we're talking about, that's right. That's what makes it so valuable is that you can, you know, uh, you can really start to put together all of those um, really complicated things, really complicated, you know, elements. And that way you're, you know, just, you're going to put your best foot forward, I suppose. So anyway, I, I, um, I really enjoyed, I always enjoy talking about perspective because it's just one of those things that I've, I've always been interested in. And so, so thank you all for, um, you know, for, for listening and for your questions and stuff. Again, I put the, uh, the PDF in the chat um, for anybody who's interested, please feel free to, you know, to, to grab that. Um, oh, I already downloaded it. Cool. No, that's cool. I just wanted to make sure, you know, like that. Um, so this is for the, you know, this is the, the first part of this, you know, it's a you know, much larger book. Um, it's, uh, uh, but it is, I think, um, I, again, we were, you know, I was just, I was at the shop and we were talking about like uh, lettering, right? And uh, BJ Betts uh, has a lettering book. So, you know, for those of you who tattoo and stuff, you may, you may be familiar with BJ Betts, like amazing lettering, you know, and it's like, you can't just look on the internet all, you know, and just find all that stuff all the time. There is knowledge in books, right? That <laughs> like physical books. That's still like, it's still not, it's not always right there to, you know, to sort of steal for free. You know what I mean? Um, so find the books that you like and, and, you know, and buy them up and, you know. And, I have so many them. lettering books. Good. Good. <clears throat> yeah. Hang on to those practice with them i think that's the you know that's like yeah get good, at, get good at lettering i mean lettering is beautiful it's mm. i think there's still this that's that's almost this sort of strange kind of thing where you know what the things that we were talking about almost like shift away like figure ground how do we you know how do we read letters and stuff but at the same time it's like it's so abstract it's it's causing it's causing something else in our imaginations, not this spatial relationship that we were talking about with eye level and distance and picture planes and stuff. But that yeah. written, the written word is like, is, is about like, there's a time that's associated with it, right? You have to read the whole word, maybe even the whole sentence, maybe the whole paragraph to get to them. What is being said there and what's being meant after you're done reading it, then you go back and say, Oh, this was about, this um so yeah yeah oh steven has to go thank you steven bye steven good luck hopefully we'll see you Crush it. yeah <laughs> exactly i gotta go um, too guys actually yeah, um it is it is that time let's do a sign off real quick so please uh you know thank you all so much for hanging out this was a extra long one but um again it was thank you so much so. it went by like that so <laughs> I, 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 it did for me certainly so mm -hmm. um so yeah let's let's do some sign off spirit you gotta go go ahead and yeah. tell, us, tell us where we can find you you guys can find me at tattoos by spirit um everything spelled correctly on instagram tiktok as well as my website um 
And uh, yeah, just moved to a new shop, guys. So come and see me. Just come and buy and say hi. If you're listening out there in the um, cyber audience, make sure to hit that like button and press the subscribe button. It really goes a long way. Love you guys. You got to take care. See you next Monday. Thanks, Have fun. All right. Thank you so much, Amber. You too. All right. Yeah. So who wants to go next? I'll go. Cool. Thank you, Elise. Uh, I am Elise. I'm a 3D artist, and you can find me uh, on ArtStation and Instagram at Elise Morrow Visuals. And I have to go to class. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for coming. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next week. Alrighty. See ya. Have a good week. Bye. Bye, Elise. All right, Amber, give us your sign off. I am Amber Morgan, and you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook under Amber Morgan and at Luxury Tattoos in Egg Harbor City, New Jersey. Excellent. Thank you so much for coming. And it was, uh, again, it was always a pleasure. Thank you for so, hosting, as always. I'm so excited that you're, you know, things are going well with your new shop. So, you know, so keep it up. And, you know, it's, can't it's wait partially to, thanks to you. So thank you. Well, you, you did the work, right? So thank you. Uh, thanks for coming. And it really was, uh, it's great to have you as always. So thanks, Amber. Thank you for giving me the tools. Oh, no, no problem. Nicole, give us your sign off and we'll, um, we'll get out of here. Yep. You can find me under Nicole Williams Art on Instagram and TikTok. And I'll see you tonight. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, I'm James Wisdom. You can find me on Instagram, Tattooing Wisdom, and also my website, TattooingWisdom.com. Um, I just want to thank you all uh, if you're still with us, and um, we'll, uh, we'll see you next stream. All right. Bye. Bye.